Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Oh, yes, daring to be different once again, Dream Chasers Video here, yay! You know, oh my gosh, I have been so busy just taking care of everything, so hey, thank you for joining me, this is Yaya Diamond, you're listening to Dream Chasers Radio Network, we are moving right along, I am going to be up again late tonight, working on everything, making sure everything is going to be up and running and getting that start date for Roku today. Well, actually, not today. Probably tomorrow. But it's coming. It's coming. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for listening to me on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, the Caribbean Community Radio Station in the Caribbean and West Palm Beach, all the way down to the Keys, Bomb Baby Radio in New York City, and Dream Chasers Radio, the entire network, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreacher, uh, all those places. We're not really on SoundCloud. I just kind of put up a couple of episodes and just kind of lead them over. I'm not really big on SoundCloud. And, you know, I was talking to somebody today, and I was telling them how they should go ahead and, and kind of like, you know, whatever works good for them, that's what they need to go for. You know, don't listen to me. What works good for me may not work good for you, but that's okay. Do your thing. Do your thing. So we got people on the show today that's going to tell them, you know, tell us about their dreams, when their dream actually came true, when they, you know, and it's not about how much money you make. It's about your dream. It's about your goals. It's about your aspirations. It's about that motivation. And it's about going after your goals. And here we got our first guest on the line. Thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hey, Yaya, this is Lindsay Eller. So excited. Thank you so much for having me tonight. I am a women's self-love coach. I basically help ladies do what they need to do to be able to love themselves more so they can be more effective in every part of their life, whether it's momming, whether it's working, whether it's crushing it, wherever it is in life. That is what I do. And so I (laughs) thank you. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been an incredible journey. Oh, I I want, I want, okay, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So you're like the, I mean, the, I just public speaker, blogger, life coach, radio and television. You know, you have done so much. Tell me how you got started. <laughs> well, girl, <laughs> that is a good that is a good story right there. Basically, I was going through um my marriage was falling apart. I was going through a separation and a divorce, and I thought that that was my entire identity. I thought that if I didn't have this, like I was nothing, and I just completely fell apart. So I had to really, I really give credit to the God above. (laughs) He is so good. He gave me so many tools and so many amazing things that were able to help me to realize who I really was innately and truly and divinely. And he was able to help show me how to do that in a way that I could eventually start showing other people that. And it's so effective. It just works. I mean, the kinds of things that, I have learned in that process were just, oh, my gosh, incredible, incredible, incredible. And I've become a completely different person over and over and over again, better and better and better every single day with these tools. It's just been 
mind blowing. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Being a life coach, what is that like for women? You know, because I mean, there's so many people nowadays. That's kind of like one of those things that everybody's going for their life coach certification. I went for it because, you know, this is what we do all the time on the radio station. Might as well have a certification for it. doesn't mean I'm going after it. It just means that, hey, why not just kind of learn a little bit more about it? But you're actually in that field. You're actually doing it. Tell me Tell me what, what is one of the most popular things that you encounter, you know, as you work with women? Oh, that's a good question, Yaya. So, like, one of the most popular things that I encounter with women is probably um, just, like, remembering who – I mean, it sounds kind of trite, but remembering who they are. So often they have forgotten what their dreams are. So often they've forgotten what um, their aspirations and their goals and things like that are. It's like you get into the daily grind of life and you just kind of forget what really lights you on fire, what really – sparks you and inspires you and so often it's like they're feeling this anxiety or this depression or whatever it is this slump in life and so often it just takes like a couple questions to kind of spark that back hey hey it's okay you're still in there you are still you you can still do these things you're not too old too late too fat too whatever none of those things you can still do this kind of a deal and Oh, my gosh, it's just amazing to watch the kinds of transformation that can come just from that simple, simple piece. It's incredible. You know, I think it is incredible. And you know what? I think a lot of us have that. I don't know if it's it's going away or if it's getting worse, but, you know, that self-confidence thing, you know, or or – that that thing where people don't don't believe that they can do it, even though they, they want to go after it, you know, they're scared. Do you encounter mm-hmm. that? Totally. Oh, man, I encounter that personally, too. It's this continual process of remembering who I am and not being what everybody else or what I think that everybody else wants me to be. And I think that's really the key is to, to listen to that inner voice, to really hear what's going on because ultimately you like any time we live our life for somebody else we are not living it for the right person I mean we're going to feel it at some point or another because we're not meant to do that we are meant to live out and to sing that song that's inside of us we are meant to develop and to grow in ways that only we can develop and only we can only inside of us We've got friends and amazing people that, like, want the best for you. They want all of the best things for you. You know, they might even want things better than what you want for yourself. But at the same time, you can't just listen to what's going on. To, like, everybody else is, everybody, ugh, everybody else is, like, giving you all the heads up and ideas and whatever. But ultimately, it comes down to what is inside of you. What sparks you on fire? What? gets you going in the morning and what makes you leap out of bed because you're so freaking excited that you've got to get this done. You've got to experience this. You've got to see it. You've got to feel it. You know, what, what is that? And that, that is what this is all about. Yeah, definitely. I find it, I find it a little bit difficult, you know, at times, because, you know, everybody has that nine to five, at least I have that nine to five. I can't say everybody. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing. I'm, I'm kind of grouping mm-hmm. people. I shouldn't do that. But what, but what I'm saying is a lot of people have a nine to five and it's it's kind of difficult to go after your dreams when you're so consumed with everyday life. But at the end of it all, 
what do you suggest that people do after that nine to five is over that day? Do do they relax or do they go into at least an hour or two of going after their dreams? I mean, honestly, it's gonna you know, it's it's completely gonna depend on what that person's life is like, right? Like if I were in a nine to five, I would be coming right home and taking care of my daughter and, you know, getting the food going, da 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 da. So for me, I have to do that kind of stuff before. Like I have to start it in the morning because then I know that it's not going to get touched by anything else in my schedule. You know, if that is building my dreams, I recommend everybody build their dream every single morning if they can, or at least like once a month or at least once a week, like make some time somewhere in there where you get up a little early or you stay up a little bit later, just depending on what your commitments are. I know life is crazy. You know, we all have something going on. We've all got schedules that are, are going crazy a lot of times. And so that, like, what I can recommend in that situation is just to do what feels really good to you. And sometimes that's going to be just, just resting a little bit, you know, resting mm-hmm. and letting yourself do nothing. I think there's so much shame and guilt that can go along with I'm not being productive enough. I'm not producing enough. I'm not active enough. I'm not this enough, whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. Just like listen to what's going on inside of you and then take that time, you know, take, take a little bit of time as often as you can. I recommend every day, but if that doesn't work for you, then once a week, that doesn't work once every other week, you know, find time at some point that you're prioritizing yourself. And as you get better and better at that, Try to work it in more and more often. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally recommend at least, if possible, once a day to just plug those dreams into your brain because that's how you get them made, you know? Like, that's how you get your brain to work for you. That reticular mm-hmm. activating system that I think a lot of us hear about, that filter is is looking for the stuff that's important to you. And you've taught it what's important to you. So when you're going out and about and you're like, okay, I'm stressed, I'm sick, I'm feeling like crap, you know, whatever. Uh, You're going to be looking for all the reasons why you're stressed, you're sick, you're feeling like crap. But if you've got those dreams plugged into your brain, I want to go to Hawaii one day, or like I want to go to Antarctica, or like whatever. I want to start a company that, you know, funds nonprofit organizations, or I whatever that is, those things, they, like, that is what it's all about to have that spark and that vitality of life. If we forget those dreams, we forget who we are. If we forget who we are, we feel terrible. So if we're plugging this in regularly, we are just, oh, you're lighting that fire more and more every day. You're putting a log on. You're, you're boosting yourself. And you're building. It's, it's, a, you know, it's something that you build upon. You build layers into. It gets stronger and stronger and stronger the more you focus in on it. Um, so, yeah, like, I just recommend any way that we're able to, to focus on and prioritize that as much as possible. That can be literally five minutes. That could be five hours. I mean, like some people spend tons of time in their meditation or whatever. I don't know how that needs to look for each of us individually, but you know what you have to, to offer as far as time goes, and you know what you can put in with that. And so I just say start with the minimum and work your way up, you will feel a difference. You will. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's part of love, loving, loving yourself and, and self-love principles, you know, and, and, and going after these goals, 
can help you love yourself more. I mean, what have you seen when people do this, when they go after those goals? Do they love themselves more for it, or is it is it stressful? Oh, my gosh. Well, there, you know, there's, it, it is a journey and a process. Like, yeah, you can definitely feel that sense of, like, woo, that boost of self-confidence, that, that ability to take healthy risks, that ability to see things more clearly in your life and recognize, hey, I've got to edit this or I've got to put more of this in or whatever. Um, but there are going to be times that it's going to be stressful. You know, with anything that we aspire to in our life, there are going to be times where that can come up. But the more we're able to get ourselves into a position that we feel that, you know, that, that spark, that fire, it gets us through those times. We can push through that and we don't completely fall apart. Or even if we do completely fall apart, we have the ability and the resiliency to put ourselves back together. Um, I mean, one of the coolest things that I've ever been able to witness so far, I actually had a woman who um, really, really, really wanted to come on one of my retreats. She actually came to the Kauai retreat with me. Come to find out her estranged mother of 12 years wanted to go on the same retreat. And I, like... They they found out and were like, hey, hey, girl, like, I don't know if you want me to go or not. And the other one was like, oh, I don't know if you want me to go or not. And they were like, no, no, it's okay. Like, we can go. We can try this out. Worst case scenario, we just ignore each other or whatever. They, like, full on, a mother and a daughter that hadn't seen each other for 12 years, reconnected. They were holding hands. They were, like, hugging each other on the couch. It was the sweetest thing I've ever, ever, ever seen. And the yeah, way that that happened, right, it was so beautiful. That is something that, like, I can't even take credit for. I just completely give that credit to God because it's so, like, I can't orchestrate stuff like that as a human, but God does. Like, oh, my gosh, it was so cool. Um, but yeah. they And now they've got this beautiful relationship. Like, she just had her mom over the other month. I talked to her the other day, and and the mom is so, I mean, like, they were so tearful at the end, just sharing these stories of, like, we are so thankful that we had this opportunity. We never would have connected in this way. Like, wow. And that was all done because both of them had enough, like, consideration of themselves to be able to sign up for something that they really wanted to do. They both had never been to Kauai before, and so they both wanted to go. They both knew me and loved the programs and things that I was putting out. And it was just this full-on, like, from there, synchronicity and all of the most amazing things took over. Like, it's incredible the kinds of amazing miracles you can witness when you just let yourself be a part of it, be a part of the miracle of your own life. Um, wow, it was mind-blowing. I mean, I've got stories and stories of stuff like that, but but you seriously can can witness miracles in your own life if you just let yourself start to take care of yourself in even the smallest ways every single day, gosh, it's just, wow. It, it's incredible. Yes, definitely. Now tell me about these, these retreats. Tell me about this. You, um, yeah, I want to know more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So the retreats are, I mean, so they started because (laughs) it's, it's kind of funny, actually. I was needing to go to a business um, a business event over in Santorini, Greece, and I thought about it and was like, you know what? I bet I'm not the only one who wants to go to Santorini, Greece. I'm going to just ask my group 
and see, you know, ask my my followers and see if this is something that they would want to do too. Just one Facebook post, actually. It was on one social media outlet. <laughs> the, the post explodes. I've got like 30 people that are like, yes, I'm in. Tell me when. Tell me how much. Let's do this. Let's go. So I was like, what the? I, I hadn't even done a domestic retreat before. Right? It was insane. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. So we get, oh, like, geez. I sign up all of these ladies, and I had so many people interested that I, I had to spill it over into the Kauai retreat, which happened, like, I want to say four or five months later. And, uh, oh, man, it was amazing. So, like, it, it was it was just this opportunity to take the materials that I had been teaching in my groups and teaching in my one-on-ones and just put it like rubber meets the road. Let's do this. And then we did, I brought a chef over with us. So we had the most amazing, delicious, healthy food because I feel like loving yourself. Food is such a big part of that. I am recovering from an eating disorder myself. And so I've really had to learn like loving my body enough to take care of it and to feed it properly, not out of shame, like I need to eat a salad because I'm going to get fat if I don't. It's like, no, I want to eat this stuff because I love it. This tastes good to me. This feels good to me. And it, it helps you cells, you know. So I bring this, this chef over there. We go out. We have the most amazing time. We do like a Greek goddess photo shoot on the cliffs, you know, like the cliffs, the ones that you see in all of the pictures all over the place, the white white and blue domes, like, right there, just, oh, it was incredible. I got pictures of that. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, so we did that. We we had just the coolest time. Um, we were beachfront, so we had the ocean that was right there. We were on this cool little plantation that had, like, figs and all kinds of different stuff that was going on. That was one where we had, like, rented homes, and so everybody was kind of bunked together and, it was like a big, giant, girly sleepover, you know? Like, it was so cool. We had a pool to ourselves. Um, it was fantastic. We had the most amazing food every night. We had another gentleman um, who was a local Greek man who, uh, he cooked the most insane feasts while we were there. And he said, if you don't like it, he's like, I'm going to make everything I would make for my own family for you. And if you don't like it, you don't pay for it. I was like, bring it, man. Let's see all of what you got. And every single thing he brought out was incredible. So I had I had a chef from the U.S., and then I had someone else who was there so we could experience that Greek stuff. We, I mean, so we went to Santorini, Greece. We went to Kauai. We just got back from Florence, Italy, this past October. Um, all of these retreats are themed differently. So Santorini, Greece was like waking up that inner play, like really enjoying yourself again and coming back to life after some hard things and um, fighting anxiety, you know, really just getting back and getting comfortable in your own skin and remembering who you are as the goddess that you are. Um, Kauai was really focused on forgiveness and the concept. It's a, it's a Hawaiian art of a Hawaiian energy healing um, practice, actually. It's a modality called Ho'oponopono, um, learning the principles of I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and thank you. As a, a gentleman um, literally used this to heal, basically he liberated, not in the sense of like just set them all free or whatever, but like all of the patients at a mental institution that he was working at healed. They no longer needed the services of the mental institution because this was such a powerful and effective tool that was used. 
Um, and that was the retreat where I was talking about those, that mother and that daughter were able to come together and to forgive and to move forward together. Um, the oh. retreat in Italy, yeah, it was, oh, man, it was just incredible. Um, Italy was just basically, uh, you know, Florence, as we know, is the art capital of the world. So that was an opportunity to just discover and rediscover that inner artist and set free the art that's inside of us. And um, so, of course, we're looking at all these gorgeous pieces of art that have, you know, we went and saw the David. <laughs> we had no idea that there were benches behind the David, by the way. Like, that's definitely the best view. Get a picture of that booty. Like, wow. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, <laughs> we loved it. But that was the only place that there were benches in that whole museum, by the way, just so you know. So they knew. They knew where, where the best <laughs> view was at. Um, anyway, <laughs> we got pictures of it. It was so funny. Um, I mean, like of all of us being just silly. And that's, that's, that's how I like to live. That's how I like to help my ladies remember how to live is just to be silly and to, to play and to joke. It's their eat, play, love adventures. I mean, it's meant to be this space that, that we we remember that childlike tendency, you know, that happy play, joy, all the all the goods, all the funs, all the giggles. It's so short. We might as well enjoy every second of it. And even through the hard stuff, mm-hmm. that laughter can be so important. So uh, anyway, yeah, like mm-hmm. it's, it's been fantastic. Well, wow. and you have an upcoming book too. Tell me about that. Yeah. So this book is. Um, it's basically meditations on self-love. It's called Just Love Yourself. It's super simple. Um, but which is funny because loving yourself, in my experience, and in many of the clientele that I've worked with experience, that is one of the hardest things we can ever do. I mean, every single day we are, we are bombarded by information telling us that we're not good enough unless we buy this product, we're never going to be fast enough, you know, successful enough. There's always going to be another thing that we've got to climb. I feel like there's a lot of negative programming that there's, that we are seeing regularly as women and as humans in general. I mean, there is so much. I mean, somebody was just telling me the other day the kinds of, of negativity that can go along with men who are fathers and just like in media people telling them that they're idiots and they can't do this and that women are the only ones who can do this. It's like, what is the deal? Like, we're all on the same team here. We are humans together in this. Like, stop beating each other up. And ladies, stop, stop, stop with the bickering, the fighting, the, oh, no. We are stronger when we come together. No, 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 no. None of this, none of this tearing each other down, thinking that we're going to get something out of it. We are wired for connection, and there is our, any connection that we make out of somebody else or, like, trying to hurt somebody else or, like, oh, good, we, like, we both dislike this person or we both dislike this um, leader in the public or we both whatever. Those are, those are counterfeit connections. We create connections based on, like, real, um, real love and real um, desire to be one with each other, like whether that's in conversation, mm-hmm. whether that's in purpose, whether whatever that is, um, to, to try to create connection with each other 
based on like trying to harm another is counterfeit. It doesn't make anybody feel good in the long run. It hurts all of us. Um, and so that's like, ah, uh, I just like, I want this world to heal. I'm, I'm such a hippie. I want world peace, but I really want it. Like I'm working for it. Like that is, that is my jam. I'm going to make it happen. I, I'm not going to make it happen. I'm not going to force anybody to world peace, but like, Oh man, I want I want us to love each other and to get along here. Like I feel like there's so much value and richness with each of us that we miss out. Yes. We are literally robbing ourselves of each other when we don't allow ourselves to get to know each other in that way and to connect. Yes, I agree. So I totally agree. So we we don't have enough time to go over everything because I would love to actually go into more detail with you. Because I mean, it's it's a lot that you have, and I'm sh- man, I know you have a lot to offer, with all the uh, getaways and the retreats and the the book and the and the life coaching. So, where can people reach you? Because you know, that's that's a good thing that people can reach you individually if they need more from you. Yeah, absolutely. So LindsayEllers.com is my website. Um, there's all kinds of good fun there. Uh, there's you know the ability to get the book. Basically, you're just going to pay for shipping to be able to get that. Um, we've got some free stuff that's on there, and then also um, seeing the upcoming stuff that's coming up with the retreats and things as well. So, yeah, lindsayellers.com is the website, um, and, and that's the best way to get a hold of me. You can schedule yourself a call right in there, actually, if, if that's something that you're looking for. So, Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we put that up on the description right below. So if you're listening to this episode today, it's lindsayellers.com, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-E-L-L-E-R-S.com. Go check it out. Lindsay, man, I tell you, you have, I mean, you got to come back on the show. You have so much to offer. I mean, I wish that this whole show was, was just about everything that you can offer a person because, I mean, I, I, you got it, girl. You got it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Yaya. You are so sweet. Thank you so much for having me tonight. This has been such a pleasure. I really appreciate it. It it, it has been, and it will be again. It will be again. You'll have to come back on because I, I I need. I would love. I that. need. I need. <laughs> I need. You need. <laughs> you need. I need. <laughs> okay, girl. Let's do it. Let's do this. All right. So. I, I'm loving it. Lizzie, thank you so much for being on the show, sweetie. And, uh, man, just keep going. Keep going. People can actually just copy and paste your website into their browser and go. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Until next time, Lizzie. You too. Take care, girl. All right, bye. Let me tell you something. We are all intertwined. I say it all the time. We're intertwined. We de- we should be depending on each other and not breaking each other down. And Lindsay was right. You know, there is so much, oh, just hatred in this world. And it, and it goes from one extreme to another. I mean, there's really, to me, there's really no no good way of putting it. There's no good way of saying it. And we just we just got to be better. We just got to be better for one another. Give me a second. I'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. You're listening to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. I just to be different. 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 I just to be
going on. We we always have wonderful guests here. So we have our next guest on the line. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Okay, well, thank you for having me. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, okay. How you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. You see how y'all diamonds. Uh, I go by S187. I'm an up-and-coming rapper, as you stated. I like to, I like to dub myself a musician, actually. And I'm up and coming out of Los Angeles, and I'm just here to build awareness about myself and, then, you know, let the world know what's brand new on the scene, straight from the city of the West Coast. So how'd you get started? I mean, I hear the West Coast is difficult, man. You heard what? I heard that the West Coast is hard. Oh, with music? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a... That's a common saying. That's a common conception about the West Coast. I don't look at it like that. I've been in the music scene on the West Coast since I was a kid because my uh, family was involved with music. My One of my uncles produced for Ice-T. Another one of my uncles uh, managed Ice-T. Another one of my uncles was part of the uh, group Thug Life with Tupac. My father was a producer and an engineer. So what I learned from them was the reason why the West Coast gets the reputation of being hard with the entertainment industry period is because it's a lot of competition out here. It's stars out mm-hmm. here. Everyone's out here. So <clears throat> you got to go hard. So for all the people who aren't prepared to go that hard and kill it, they're going to complain and say, oh, man, you know, it's not fair. It's politics. Yeah, it's, po- it's politics everywhere. You know, it's more yeah. politics here because this is where it's at. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the big It's the big leagues, you know. Cold. Wow. What is it like? I mean, you know, you live you live there. For those people that live in Ohio, you know, they don't okay. live out there. They don't know what it's like. The big leagues, they're gonna they're gonna have to sacrifice to get to the big leagues if they want to make it big. And then there is no getting around it. You're already there. What is it like? I'll tell you what it's like. It's like. If you took a bunch of Ohio's, put them together, and sprinkled about four Miamis in there, right? That's what California is. For the most part, California is very, very big. California is about the size of some countries, if you look like in Asia and Africa and Europe. And it has about four or five very major cities that basically set the reputation for the whole state. But that's not the truth of the whole state. You get what I'm saying? California is not L.A. California is not San Diego. Those are big-ass, I mean, excuse me, those are big cities. Those are big counties. Those are, those are, those. Are, you know, those, they and they do set the tone for the state, you know what I mean, in, in many ways as far as culture is concerned. You know, Oakland, San Francisco, you know, Sacramento. But California has a lot. In it, you know what I mean. And when it comes to this entertainment industry, what we, what you really talking about is Hollywood or the Valley or you know what I mean. It's these certain places where these offices are at, and it's basically it's not the glitz and glamour that you see on TV. That's the product that's being sold. Behind that is politics, as it is in any form of business. So you know if you come to if you come to really handle business, come to handle business. You know. Mhm. Wow. It, you know, to me, a lot of people have that misconception. And I don't, you know, so 
uh, being that you know, I'm not, I'm a hop and skip and jump away from Miami. I I know what you mean because Miami's tough too. Yeah. You know, Miami sets the pace. Yeah. Miami, Orlando, Tampa. When you say those, that's like big, and then there's Jacksonville, which isn't really big, but exactly. but those southern places, Key West, those places set Florida. Like like California has L. A. and the Valley, and they, mm-hmm. you know, Florida has Miami. Keys, Orlando, and Tampa, and and it's hard, you know, when when you don't want to work, <laughs> when you don't when you don't want to work, yeah, it's hard, it's hard. But you I want, but I, I, I want to say something about Cali with that, and I want to make sure I say this because sometimes they don't get their uh, their love, especially from LA dudes, you know. So I want to make sure I say this, California, because it's so big. It has like two different worlds in it, but those worlds are, are the, the the bridges between those worlds are getting stronger as we speak right now. But Northern California has its own flavor when it comes to this entertainment industry, especially for urban and for uh, for black artists and, and just music and film and just art and just any form of expression and taking that and selling it. In Northern California, it's a whole different thing. In Northern California, it's almost like how the South is, like how they network and, 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 and work together real good. In Southern Cali, it's a little more cutthroat because it's a lot. You got everybody down here. You have a lot of people down here that aren't from here. You know what I mean? And they're in our backyard, mm-hmm. and they're rumbling with us, so it's causing friction. Up there, it's a little different. But now, this new era, I love these young dudes. This new era, they don't, they don't even see those type of boundaries or differences, you know? Yeah, and that's a good thing. So tell me about, you know, your your music. You got a, uh, you got some music on SoundCloud that I love. Tell me about that. I'm glad that you said you love it. Uh, that's basically, uh, well, just to be honest, I've only been back in the free world. I just got out of prison. And I've only been back in the free world for, about a hundred days. So what that is right there, that's just a few, a few little snippets we chose out of this big treasure chest I've been collecting since I've been home. You know, <laughs> this is a couple of jewels out here. Welcome, welcome home. Huh? Welcome home. You know, we all make our, we all make mistakes. Some of us get caught. Some of us don't. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, uh, and, and some of us, you know, and, and when you come back, you know, just. Hey, it is what it is. Just make it, make it so that you know you got you got the support to stay out. That's all it is, and you're doing a great thing. I'm gonna turn this up a little bit so people can hear it in the background. Can you hear that? Okay. Yeah. So tell me about the song. Which one? Okay, now which one? That's a song I'm very proud of because that was one of those tracks where it was like, no lie, y'all, y'all. You know how. And whatever word they use for it, God, Allah, the Most High, when you feel that energy just flowing through the air and it just fills you up. And mm-hmm. as soon as the track came on, I had never heard the beat a day in my life. Not, not a day in my life. I never heard. I didn't know it exists. So you need you see how it comes on with the dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. It's just the synth, just the piano, and then the beat just drops. Bam. As soon as that right. dropped, what you hear, that's exactly what happened in that studio. I was like, 
I remember I ain't had no, uh, no. That's just what came out. That's just what the spirit filled me with, and that's what came out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And those lyrics I actually wrote in prison. Those wow. Lyrics, because one thing about being in prison, there's a lot of artists who've been incarcerated, God, I understand that, 10 years into months. Wow. Okay? From a very young age. So it was a major experience. So there was a lot of lyrics that are never going to be heard that were created in there. But these were things mm-hmm. that I was saying and thinking and crafting and, 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 and creating right before I stepped out because that's when mm-hmm. that light had came back on for me, like this is what's about to happen. You know what I mean? Well, so I had those, those, those the verses, but that, that hook, that catchy little thing, that's exactly what I felt at that moment. And it was like the people that were standing there when they heard, they said, oh, yeah, you got to record that right now. That's exactly mm-hmm. what should be said today. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. And I wanted to ask you a question. What are you What are you doing that may be different for you to have the courage to stay out? Because I have, you know, you know, being that I've encountered a lot of people who have been behind, uh, behind you know, in prison and, and stuff and incarcerated, whatever you want to put it, um, and they don't have the courage to stay out. What is it that you have that they may not have? This is what I have, and I'm so glad you asked that because I'm about to say something that's not said in public a lot. Depending on how your incarceration goes, right, let's put yourself in the shoes of a person who's considered by society a failure. Maybe he doesn't get the best grades. Maybe his clothes aren't the nice. Maybe his family isn't the way it appears it should be on television. So maybe mm-hmm. when he looks at the world, he sees himself as a little bit lesser than And then he gets incarcerated. But when he's incarcerated, everybody in there is just like him. Right? Mm-hmm. But when he's in the free world, the, the flaws he had before that he needed help with that drove him to make those decisions and dumb mistakes that he made have now become enhanced because now he's back out there and he's even further behind. That doesn't mean the crime he did was right. I'm just giving you the other side of what's going on. Why you got people running right. through the streets, chop people's head off. This is what's going on. So when they keep throwing them in there for the most pettiest things, what happens to him, you don't know the rest of it. You just see you did something wrong, you go in. You don't hear all the people complaining to him all the people saying some of the most horrible things to him and how he views himself. So his self-esteem becomes lower. So what happens is, in reality, whether he will admit it out of his mouth or not, there are a lot of men who are greater incarcerated than they are on the street. They can't measure up. But in this certain environment, they, they, they thrive because they've been going there since they were nine or they've been going there since they were 15. Or maybe they started a little later, but when they got there, hey, just because they were a little more advanced, but really they're they're nothing on the street or they're normal on the street, but because they're a little more advanced in this environment, or they thrive more. So they're not going to admit it. But they're more comfortable in there than out here. And you know why I can say that? Because I was one of them. I had been incarcerated so long when I was young that it was more scary thinking about, what the hell is it going to be like on the street? That's the thing that's not normal. This is what's normal for me now. I know how to do this with my eyes closed. 
I know what to say, how to say it, when to say it. I'm not even scared of a riot no more. I know exactly how to defend myself. When you get to that, I mean, it's different. See, California is deep. We That's a whole other conversation, but there's different levels of incarceration. I was on the highest level, so I got to experience things where it kind of like left me desensitized to things. And the problem with that is you become institutionalized. But what happened for me was, by the grace of God, I came in contact with specific people. And I always want to say this because I don't ever want to take the glory. You know what I'm saying? Specific people were used to make me view myself different. You understand what I'm saying? And once I saw myself different, I saw myself value different. If he has a million dollars, why can't I have a million dollars? What differentiates him from Is it a piece of knowledge that he has? Do I need to acquire that? Is there is there a work ethic problem? Do I need to work harder? What do I need to figure out to get me from point A to point Z? Because I believe now can be at point Z. But here's the problem, though. A lot of people get to that belief part, and they stop there. So they get to talking about it, and they get hyped up. They say, I'm going to do something. You hear that a lot in prison. When I get out, baby, I'm a, they're not lying. Oh, no, they did mean it. They are dead serious when they say that. They're not lying to you. When they writing them letters, mama, ooh, baby, mm, they dead serious. But what's going to make it a reality when all those pressures and all those demons come? You got to actually put that shield on. That's the difference between belief and faith. You got to start living it right then and there. So I started living it. I started actually reading books, writing songs again. I wrote books while I was in there. I'm about to type those up and print those out. It's about to go there. I, I actually took all those demons and transformed them in the angels. And that's what God wanted me to do. It was all a test. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. It's wow. all a test. And right now, it's up to me if I fell or not. If I fell or not. If I could take it, I could. Th- that same story, that could be a, a, a success story. Like, this is what I went through and now I'm here. That could be the same story I could be using for an excuse. Like, oh, this is what I went through and this is why I don't have nothing. Huh? Right. Same wow. story, 56. Same, the same story 50 Cent got, the same story the dude in the alley got. Ain't, it's no different, man. It's what you do with wow. it. Definitely, definitely. And, and why the name? Tell me why the name. That name represents my evolution. Like, at first, like, ever since I was a kid, and I could, I could send you pictures, no lie, of me with, like, mics and stuff. Both my parents like me. They said, man, look at his personality, like, like he's a star, right? So I called myself Star One. I guess the one was, like, a bit arrogant, like, you know, I'm the one star. So Star One. I ain't like that name no more. It sounded, uh, sounded feminine and it sounded kiddie, so I started at the S1. So S1 became pretty popular within my little local area, you know, within my few blocks. And, like, I went all the battles and. We had, like, an independent record deal. I was actually getting paid to do music. That was S1. Mm-hmm. And that became S187 because I went from just producing songs and making songs to actually having to really rap. Like, I don't know how how uh, how that process works now. You know what I'm saying? Because everything is digital now. Because it's still battles. It's still rapping. It's still lyricism all day. I hear it out there. Like, I don't know what everybody's saying. It's not. I don't know what they listen to. I hear it out there. It's just a lot of people not too much in. They let the they let the radio dictate what they say is out there. You know, it's all type of stuff out there, and people are spitting. But I remember when I was coming up, you had to like 
you had to like attack some like you know what I mean you had to respect like you had to kill it. So it was like I started killing stuff, killing it, killing it, killing it. Especially with the way I was living, like I was really living this stuff I was talking about. So it was just like I was just killing the beat. So it became S one eighty seven. Feel me? So it just kind of represents my evolution. Cause now I even spell it different to where I feel like it represents me killing all my my negativity. It's like every every stereotype that I'm supposed to be, I defy it. I kill it. You know. I love it. I love it. I get your link for SoundCloud uh, in our description box. So if anybody wants to go and listen to the song, which one, and uh, hook up with you, they can do it through SoundCloud. Do you have any other social media platform you're on right now? Yes, tell them they can type my name in the same one, same way, S-O-N-E-8-7-U-M, S-187 on Instagram, Snapchat. I'm B Rivers. On Facebook, that's also S187. You can tap in there. And then mainly, make sure you go to my SoundCloud. The first song you're going to hear is that Hallelujah. That's the first single right there. You feel me? And then which one? Awesome. That's your favorite one. So make sure you drop that because which one is going up? We're coming with that next on the trip. You got that. <laughs> awesome. awesome. You have a wonderful story. And I wish nothing but the best for you you know, and your books and, and everything. And when all that comes back, you got to come back on the show so that we can follow your progress. And we want to say that welcome out. Welcome to life. I don't know what happened. We don't want to know about your past. I just want to know about your future. Well, you know, all praises do. That's why I say hallelujah. That's the first, the first one. You That's it right there. They, they that wish one. Make sure they look out for that book. It's, it's going to drop next year. It's called Mr. West is Alive. Slavery is not a choice. Thank you so much for being on the show. All right. Thank you for having me. Peace and bless. Anytime, anytime. You remember, you got to keep up with us. And uh, okay. send me that single. All right. So I can play it during our, our breaks. Okay. You got that right now. All right. All right. Cool. All right, then. All right. Until next time. Wow. Amazing story. Amazing story. I mean, you know, it's like this. He's right. You know, we could either say we've gone through so much and be sad and, and, and you know, put ourselves down and, and kind of go the wall away. Oh, well, with me. Or we can go ahead and say, you know what? I've been through all this, and since I've been through all this, all of this, this ain't nothing. This ain't nothing. And here we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. You've been listening to Dream Chasers Radio with Yaya Diamond on 97.5 FM Real Community Radio in North Florida as well as Bombay Baby Radio in New York City, the, community, the Caribbean Community Radio Station, and the Dream Chasers Radio Network all, all, all brought to you by Red High Reality Entertainment. I'll be right back. You know, I have friends in the music industry 
and, and, you know, family, friends, and all that stuff in the music industry. And I'm uploading new songs. You guys know about that, right? So we got some new music by a 60s group. That's right, a 60s group, friends of mine. Um, they just released their new single after, I mean, years of not doing anything. A lot of people are coming back into the uh, the groove of things and getting back into the music industry and everything. And we're going to be playing their song a little bit later. I want to make sure I have it here. So let me see if I have it here. Okay, I don't have it yet. It's not up and running. But as soon as we get it up and running, we will be playing it. I'm going to go ahead and go to my next guest. Thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Uh-oh. And we lost them. It's amazing. Amazing. No! <laughs> Having a live show is very complicated at times, but that's okay. Because, you know, when when the, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. We're going to keep going. I have this music here. You know, having new music by new artists and upcoming artists and artists that, um, you know, are coming back into the groove of things, It's a, it, to me it is amazing, amazing. The goodies, they had some wonderful hits back in the 60s, and I'm looking to see if it did go through. Yes, it did. It is not ready. So, what we're going to do is probably pay it on another episode, but let me see if I have another artist here because, again, like I said, we're uploading like 700 songs, and, yeah, it's going to take a while, but let me see if I got this in here. Yeah, no, they're not ready yet, but we will definitely get them up and running as soon as we possibly can. I'm going to go ahead and go to our caller. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hey, my name is Jay. Hello. <laughs> my name is Jade Kevin Foster, and I'm an Australian social media influencer and model. Awesome, Jade. Okay, so you're in Australia. Correct. I'm in Sydney, Australia, right now. It's boiling hot. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. What day is it there? Because I know you're a day ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so today today is Tuesday. It's Tuesday already? I lost that much time? Oh, it's Monday here. <laughs> wow, so tell me how you got Tuesday, started. It's Tuesday morning. Wow, how did you get started being an influencer? you know how many people, I had a young lady that was 18 years old, I talked to her today, and she said to me, you know, I want to be an influencer on YouTube. And I know she may be listening to the episode today, how did you get started? Yeah, so what what happened was I started modeling for um, Louis Vuitton here in Australia. And then once I modeled for them, they had a launch party where Kim Kardashian was. And I got put into the same room with Kim Kardashian. And we got a photo together. And she liked and commented on my photo and then shared my, the photo that we had together on her social media and I went from having 11,000 followers to 162,000 followers. And I guess after that, it's just really learning the algorithm of, of Instagram. So a lot of people just think that it's taking a photo and writing a nice caption and editing it, and then you become famous. But it's not like that at all. 
there's a complete algorithm to it. So it's kind of like a business. You need to use 32 uh, different hashtags in each one of your photos in the first comment on the photo. And the hashtags all need to be relevant to what photo you're posting. And they always need to be the first comment. If you let someone else comment on your photo before you comment those hashtags, those hashtags won't work the way that they need to work for you to gain the exposure from your photo. What? Wait yeah. So I currently, I currently have 4.7 million followers across my Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and YouTube. You just messed me up. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Okay. I, I, I have to kind of go backtrack because, you know, you, you're speaking a little Greek to me, a little Spanish, which I understand, a little Greek and a little bit of English, which I'm, I'm getting a little bit. It's the Greek part I don't get. Okay, so wait, hold on a second. You go and you post your post, you post, your post on Instagram, right? And that initial, uh, whatever you put, that is your caption. That is not a comment. You actually got to make your first comment with the hashtags in order for it to do what it needs to do, or do you put it in the comment section and hope for the best? No, so so you can put it in the comment section, but because you're using 32 hashtags, it looks a little bit too much in the comment section. So the Instagram the Instagram algorithm works that they also work the same way if they are in your first comment, but it has to be your first comment. So your photo will reach all of those hashtags, all 32 of them, if they're in your caption or if they're in your first comment. But it just looks better if it's in your first comment. So then people who have really high engagement like myself and get so many comments straight away, people can't see that I'm using those hashtags because it's in my comment and not in my caption. Wow. I never thought about that. And 32, why 32? Why 32? It, why not? Like, <laughs> I just, just, it's just a random number that Instagram has allowed you to use their maximum amount of. So Instagram know. will only let you use 32 hashtags. And you, they need to be relevant to the photo as well. I mean, like, for example, if you're a makeup artist, then you do hashtag makeup, hashtag beauty, hashtag Mac makeup, hashtag whatever makeup you're using. But ne- the next thing is you always need to change those 32 hashtags in every single photo. So you can keep four or five relevant hashtags to what your business is or where you're trying to achieve in all of those 32 hashtags, but every single other one apart from those four or five that you choose to use in every photo, they need to be always be changed. You cannot use the same 32 hashtags in each photo. That can work right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? You gotta, you gotta excuse me. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a riot over here. I'm I'm silly, but that is that is some work. So okay, 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 okay. So you did all this. You got the the modeling job. Congratulations on the job. Congratulations on being in the same picture Thank you so and much. and all that. I mean, that's just like the prime example of being in the right place. At the right time, with the right time, exactly. But then after that, I mean, like, you really did. I mean, a lot of people say that to me all the time, like being in the right place at the right time. That was what really helped me and spiked me in my career. But it's afterwards doing it by yourself and then going through so many agents and going through so many modeling agencies that promise you the world and some of them even try and charge you and then you pay them money and they promise you to get you so many gigs and this and that. I mean, it's a tough industry to crack, like it really is. Mm. 
And so, okay, you've just been nominated for the Australian LGBT Award. Oh, is it LGBTI Award? Or is that, L- yeah. Yeah, uh, the you- LGBTI Award, yeah. Tell me about that. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, so I just um, I've been nominating for the I've nominated for the local icon award. So I'm going up against um, all of the like TV personalities. Like, have you guys heard of Kath and Kim? Have you guys watched Kath and Kim before? It's Australian, but it gets around the states. No. Oh well, I don't. You know what? I don't watch TV. You're talking to like the person that works like me. <laughs> And gets like no, eight okay. hours of sleep and grabs a glass of water and walks straight to the office. <laughs> That's my life. Yeah, so, um, no, but there's a lot of different um, nominees up this year, and I've made it through to the final for the Local Icon Award. Um, so I'm really excited about that. It's such a massive achievement going up against some of the people who have been role models to me since since I was younger and being put into the same category as them. And, you know, it's just a, Australia and the community acknowledging the hard work that I've done and saying, hey, you know, good job. Like, and that's really, I'm really proud of myself for getting there. Wow. So when you did, when you, when you got all this and, and, and you know, and this, this happened to you, what was it like? I mean, from one moment to the next, you're like this regular person trying to find their way, trying to navigate through, and all of a sudden, the picture with Kim Kardashian, and then it's just I want to see this. The stuff hits the fan. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's like, wow. How did you handle that? It was yeah. It was it was crazy. It was all very exciting, but it was very nerve wracking at the same time as well because I just basically it wasn't as big as what it is now. Like I've become like I've gained so many more new followers now. I've done so many more um, ad campaigns with Calvin Klein and with Mossimo, and I've just been like I just got back from the states after they flew me over there for eight months to work with Beautycon and Elizabeth Woods, and I was with Kylie Jenner and Blank China doing dinners and doing different events like that. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely crazy. Like, I just, you don't know each day what you're going to wake up to. Like, I always live, my life is always either in an airport or on a plane or in a hotel, and I just sit back and wait for my agent to call me and tell me what I'm doing and who's going to come around and dress me and what events I'm going to and where I need to go to and what photos I'm doing. And you just wake up each day and you just never know what's going to happen. Wow. And I mean, I have to say you're gorgeous, handsome, all oh, of that. You, so you got much. it. You got it. I just like your Instagram. So you got you got one one million and one point one point what was it? One point three million and me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, and you're the most you know, important one out of all of them. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I am I am just a little tiny little person in my own little corner of the world that says, Yes, I look good doing this. Yes. <laughs> but who's like anybody important, I doubt it. Me personally, it's like I love it when people make it because I get to be that little piece of your corner right now. And I am like on your coattails, which is cool to me because I'm like, Yeah, he was on my show. <laughs> but <laughs> 
being that everything is happening, you're, you got both, you got all the stuff going on, what is it that you want to use your fame for? I know a lot of people want to use their fame for something. What is it that you want to go for? I just really, I think that the number one most important message that I want to portray to everybody and things that I really want to get out there and use my voice for is that it's okay to be different. I mean, like, if you're a little 14-year-old boy and you like putting on makeup and dressing up in your mum's clothes or if you like going out and wearing emo clothes or really dark clothes and dark, heavy makeup or if you don't like going out drinking and partying and you prefer to read a book in the park and somebody else thinks it's that weird, like that's weird, no one's ever weird. Different, being different is okay and being different defines you as a person. And being different is so cool and you being yourself is so cool. And don't let anybody else tell you that you're weird or that you're different or that you don't fit in because there's no such thing. Hmm. You know, a lot of, I'm not going to go too much into it. I personally think that, you know, I'm not, I'm, I have my own life to be concerned about. Why am I concerned about everybody else's life and how they live it? You know, we, we exactly. have so much, we have so many more things to think about. Death, genocide, uh, I mean, people kidnapping, the sex trade, the, the, the you know, the kids being kidnapped for all this. Exactly. I mean, can we not, can we just, can we focus on the stuff that's important? Because to me, exactly. your I 100% or being LGBT, I have my auntie's LGBT. I don't care. I don't care if she's LGBT. I don't care. She's my auntie. I love her. I love my family. Yes. I love my friends. It doesn't matter. What matters is, People killing people. This is the stuff that matters. The government's closed right now. People getting ready to get kicked out of their homes, and they can't afford it. That's what re- that's what matters. That's what matters. Exactly. You know, let, 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 that's what's let's important. stop being stupid here, you know? And so to me, this is like, you know, let's, let's, let's handle the stuff that needs to be handled. Um, you know, so. Exactly. And not exactly. worrying about the little things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on everything, man. I tell you, I am I am definitely proud of you and what has happened. Uh, and being in Australia doesn't stop you. What is it like when you do go to different countries and you do go different places? Um, what is it like for you uh, when you're over there? Or do you have to accommodate? Do you have accommodations? Do, I mean, what is it like? Yeah, I have a... I always have, um, you know, accommodation and maybe someone from one of the brands or uh, someone who's over there that's managing me, like a sub-agent who's managing me that will always be, you know, really friendly and pick me up and take me to where I need to be taken to. But, I mean, I am it, – it, it does get very lonely majority of the time because, you know, you don't have any real friends or, like, real family that are over in these places with you. I mean, it's just constant. I mean, I love meeting strangers, and uh, I love making new friends, but there are times where I do, I feel, you know, a little bit lonely, and, you know, it's not all that's cracked up to be. Everyone thinks, like, oh, you fly around everywhere, and you're always at hotels. I'd love that lifestyle, and it would be so great. And it is. It's amazing, and I, I wouldn't change having it for the world. But, I, yeah, sometimes I just don't think that it's everything that everyone thinks that it is. You know, I was talking about that the other day. I experienced the same thing, being on the radio, being being in the music industry, and, and having so many different people uh, that you meet all the time. I can't remember everybody's name. I meet too many people at once. It's it's a blur. Yeah, I know. But it's a blur. I just, you know, if I'm going to see you more than five times, it's not going to happen. I am so sorry. I'm going to say, hi. 
Hi. How are you? And I want to kind of lead, lead I in. I remember you. But you're right. It is lonely. And, and I, I find that the reason that it's lonely is because you don't know why the person wants to be your friend. Exactly. 100%. 100% I've experienced yeah. that so many, so many times. It's absolutely crazy, beyond crazy. I have made so many friends that have literally just been my friend because of my status and because of where I've been. I've, and I'm such a kind and generous person, and I just want to be friends with everybody. I was picked on when I was in primary school, and I never really had any friends when I was growing up. So having all these people now that are like, oh, let's be friends, let's be friends. I'm always opening up my arms and being like, hey, yeah, let's be friends, let's be great. But I've had people that I've trusted come into my hotel and steal all of my expensive jewelry and take all of my personal things that I thought that were meant to be my friends. I've had people I've had people turn around and try and sell, sell stories of me smoking, smoking joints to the, the media behind my back and taking photos of me when they're meant to be trusted in my hotel as my friend, taking photos of me doing like things that other people might not think is acceptable to try and exploit me for money. I mean, it's just absolutely absurd. Like, you don't know who you can trust. You don't. You don't. And, and you know, I, I have to say, I have so many friends in the industry, and it's like whatever I say to them, it stays between us. I'm I'm kind of blessed, but yeah. I don't talk to them as often as I want because we're all busy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But it's like it's but like that's how it yeah, it's like we get together with kids just like, hey, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen you so long. What are you doing? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> but then but everybody understands back. that in the industry as well. Like, everybody understands. Like, when, when, you, when you see somebody that you're, you are friends with and that person's friends with you as well and you haven't seen one another in ages, it's just like you sit down and start speaking about all the things that you've been doing and you both understand that that friendship is still there. But it's just because you've both been so busy off doing so many different things. It's just like catch-up time's great, but it's not being disrespectful and it's not being rude. It's just that you both understand right. that it's flat out. It's crazy. And, yeah, yeah, most of my friends are gone three, four, five months touring or, or doing something big. You know, they're, they're, they're big. They're doing their big. And I don't get a text from them, hey, yeah, yeah, what's up? I'm like, hey, what's up? And then I won't get a text from them another two, three weeks. And it's like you ask a question, and the question will, I mean, you ask four or five questions in a year. Hopefully you'll get a response in that year with those five questions. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It's, it's, a very, yeah, it's a very lonely thing, and I don't think people understand it. But at the same time, people you know, you got to be careful. People don't understand that at all. Huh? Exactly. People don't People don't understand that at all. My phone is just constantly blowing up all the time. Messages, phone calls, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, emails, everything else like that. I get back to people on like uh, if I urgently need to get back to them basis because I have so many people that will come in and be like, to be approved right now, I need to know if you're going to be booked in to do this tomorrow because you need to be on the list to get there and I need to organize a driver. Like those things that are all happening the very next day are important and that's who I'll get back to all the time. But I have people like my right. poor mom or like my poor uncle that are always like, Jade, like you never speak to us anymore. Have we done something wrong? 
Okay, so like, no, no, no you haven't done anything wrong, please. I'm, I'm so sorry. I just been like flat out like I'm gonna get to you. Yeah. But even some of my other friends that I have as well, they get so nasty and like arrogant towards me and think like they come up to me and they're like, oh, so what? Like you're heaps better than us now. So I guess that we're not friends anymore. And it's just like, no, it's not like that at all. It's just like just give me a couple of days to be able to get back to you because I'm so busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's just the way it is. My gosh, yeah. My mom told me she says. I have to make an appointment to see you nowadays. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, again, I know it's so funny, but again, you know, it's like, okay, when you do talk to your friends, if they're in the industry, the privacy is the biggest issue that I that I see that certain people don't realize that because you're in the industry, because you're out, everything is public. So when you when you talk to your friends, when you talk to your family, you want them to keep that private. That's the part of you that you can control. And a lot of people don't realize why you don't talk to them anymore is because they have big mouths. They don't keep it private. You know, it's like I don't tell you anything anymore because you are a leaky valve. And, but they don't realize that. And it's, it is so hard to control your private life when you're out there that that's the only thing you have. Exactly. And that's why I've chosen now and I've just learned so much that it's just, just zip your mouth. Like when it comes to private life and when it comes to things, even if I did want to confide in somebody and ask somebody, you know, like this has happened or this is what's going on, like what do you think? I don't, I just don't do that anymore because I've just been burnt too many times. Mm. Well, I have to say congratulations to everything, you know, uh, the LGBTI Awards announces their shortlist this year. Over 2,000 people were nominated across 18 categories, and you were one of them. Congratulations on everything. Um, the modeling. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing what's happening. I wish nothing but the best for you. And I understand. I understand what you're going through. So if you need to contact me on Instagram, you and me, we can be friends. No worries. Nobody else will know. <laughs> It'll just be you, you, you and know me. that I'm going to hit you up, babe. You know I'm going to hit, hit you up. Hit me up, baby. Hit me up. You know, I, I have to say, um, I was, my mom is Evelyn Thomas. Remember the song High Energy back in the 80s? I'm sure you know about that song. The queen of high energy music. High energy, Evelyn Thomas. That's my mom. Bobby McFerrin, uh, senior and junior, my family, you know, uh, we, we all were schooled on privacy. All were schooled on privacy. That was the first lesson you learned privacy. when you grew up with, you got taught, with yeah. Uh, yeah, Grammy winners mm-hmm. and multi, multi-platinum winners. The first thing I learned was keep your mouth shut. At all times, yeah, exactly. Yes. So if you need to chat, if you need to say something, Go right ahead. Hit me up, darling. I'll be here. I'll be here for you. And Thank and I you understand. So much. So it's, it's something that, you know, you and me have in common. We need to stick together. I'm there for you, whatever you need. I'm not going to put you down. I'm just going to push you up. So let's do this. And I hope that you do win this thing. Yes, baby. I'm putting it on the page right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, baby girl. All right, and you you take it easy and keep safe, okay? And you get back with me. You too. Thank you so much for chatting with me. No problem. Any, let me tell you something. Any progress you make, you let me know. You let me know. I will. I'll be the I'll be the first person to hit you up about it. Ooh, yes. I am excited for you. 
I am I'm I'm loving this. And congratulations again. We're gonna talk soon. I already uh put you up on my face on my uh what is it, Instagram? Uh for Excellent. the page. I'll follow you privately later. Thank you so much. All right then, we'll talk soon. Have an amazing night, guys. See you later. You too. All right. Bye. Wow. It's like, bye. It's like this. You know, when you make it, you don't realize how lonely it can be. Me, I mean, you know, I have the band members and all that, but when I go home, I have my family. But when I go out, that's it. I'm it. That That's it. I'm on the road. I'm with the guys. I'm with eight, nine guys. I'm the only girl. It can get really lonely because they don't understand girl stuff. But I understand all the guy stuff because I've been around them long enough to understand it. So it's like, okay, so this do get lonely. And he is by himself with people that are chaperoning or whatever. It can be really, really lonely, guys. So when you befriend a person in the industry, understand that they can't shop for themselves. I'm going to school you on this. They cannot shop for themselves. They have to have someone to shop for them because it's a mob. that They can't even go and get groceries. Like going to Walmart is a privilege because if they walk anywhere, people gonna they're going to recognize them. It's gold. Let me tell you, when you move to a neighborhood where nobody knows who you are, think about it. You can go to the mall, walk around, go shopping. You can go to Starbucks. You can go to Walmart, get your food, walk out, get in your car, go home like a regular person and still have a life inside of the the arena where you're going. It's not easy. It's psychologically hard. You know, I am very proud of him. And all the people that have been on my show so far, we do have one more guest coming on today. But I am very proud of him. I'm very happy that he's found his thing. But there is there is the one thing that you have to understand. It has to be conquered is that loneliness. And who do you talk to? Who do you talk to that you can trust that knows they're not going to go after your, your popularity? They're not going to try to pull you down. They're not going to do stupid stuff. You know, they're not going to bring your, your your career down. They're not going to embarrass you or make a scene, whatever the case may be. Who can you trust? And, again, you know, people like me and him, we're in the industry, we're doing things, we're moving, we're, we're shaking. I got plenty of people like that. Like I said, you can have four conversations a year with them, four, because you're blessed if they answer you within a good time frame. But you can't take it personally. They're busy. You're busy. It may be that when they answer you back, you don't have the time to answer for two, three, four, five weeks. Be careful what we ask for is a big, big thing. A lot of people say you got to be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Well, if you really want to go for the goal, popularity comes, then what? You got it. If today that was dropped in your lap and you got everything you wanted today, right now, bam, 
what would you do? Who could you trust? Sometimes gradual is a blessing. Because I know right now, if it dropped in my lap today, there would be a lot of changes I would need to make. A lot of changes. You know, I'm going to say a lot of stuff in 2019. And I'm going to be very, very honest with you guys. A lot of the stuff may not be good for you. may be good for some and not for others, and that's okay. But the one thing I want and that I know that's going to be good for us all is unity and understanding and communication. Learning to communicate with not only your peers, but people that may have been in your life that have made it big, like Jade, like Lindsay, myself, and S187. You you, got to know how to communicate. You got to understand that being a friend doesn't change just because they're popular, just because they might be a celebrity. Being a friend should not change. Privacy, love, admiration, you know, the 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 it's just the the you know, you're proud of your friend for doing and accomplishing their goals, going after their dreams. That shouldn't change because they made it, or it shouldn't change because you made it, or that you're going after it. Shouldn't change. Being a friend has always meant to me that you're my friend. But when you make it, it changes people. And it doesn't really change people. It's more like you find out who they really are. And and life becomes really lonely. And so you... You know, as a as a celebrity, they reach out to other people. They reach out to you. And they say, hey, I love it. I love what you're doing. You know, and I made this mistake. And the next thing you know, you bombard them with, hey, this is what I'm doing too. And this is what I'm doing too. The next thing you know, they can't see nothing else. They're like, man, I, I, can't, I can't focus on just you. Or we're trying to use our friendship to get ourselves further. That's, that's, it's just not good. Not unless they, they're there to help you. If they're there to help you and they're saying, hey, I'll help you, you know, uh, be, you know, we'll go back and forth and we'll help each other. Great. That's a good thing. That's, 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 that's great. Communication, helping each other out, barter system, all that's great. But that's got to be something that you guys have in common that you want to do together. It's not, you know, and then again, still privacy is privacy. So when you make it and you become famous, make sure that the people in the circle that you have around you understand your privacy and understand that if you want to continue to be my friend, you got to keep my privacy. It's important because that's all you got. That's all you got. Well, wow. This has been a wonderful, wonderful show. I am 
going to take a short break, and then after that, we have one more guest on the on the line that's going to be coming up soon. So don't go away. You're listening to Dream Chasers Radio with me, Yaya Diamond. And, hey, of course, I'm available for MC events, public speaking, you know, anything that comes up. Just give me a, a holler at dreamchasersradio at gmail.com. DreamChasersRadio at gmail.com. If you got new music, you want us to play it, DreamChasersRadio at gmail.com. radio for 11 years and I have never ever 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 seen anyone that's on my show say I don't want it I really don't want it you know I, I'm, I'm just here I'm playing <laughs> I've never seen that so when you come on a show when you're doing something when you're when you're going after your goal and you're going after your dream yes you do want it and when you get it you got to know what to do with it. And all of our guests that we've ever had can help you with that. We have so many logged pages of interviews for you to listen to. I don't think you can get through all of them. I know I can't get through all of them. And we're going to leave them all up for you. When I'm long gone, hopefully nobody will take them down and they will be there for you. Because I want to make sure that I leave my legacy as well, that I leave my footprint on this world before I leave this world. And so I want you to do the same. Whatever it is that you want to do that doesn't harm other people, that focuses on the good, that keeps you out of trouble, that keeps others out of trouble, do it. Do it. And Dream Chasers Radio will be here to interview you. You know, all you got to do is just hit us up at dreamchasersradio.com. Sorry, yeah, that and dreamchasersradio at gmail.com, dreamchasersradio.com, either or, and we'll tell you how to be on the show. You know, I have had so many awesome guests on the show that have left me awesome music, and I've been trying to play this one song, but it's just not uploading, and that happened to me last time. But... We do have some really cool music here. I'm going to play a little bit of music while we wait for our next caller to call in. Here it is, Mike ADHD with One Man Army. Coast to coast, and I won't stop 
till I reached the North Pole And told my music reaches all over the globe Back when I was hungry, I gave up hope Now it's pedal to the metal, ready, set, go Why would you settle for that mumble crap flow? As a star, I glow, you know I'm counting the dough Nobody I owe her, cause I never sold my soul I'm smoking reefer, it's a celebration Why you hating me for my imagination? Smoking the weed, it feels amazing THC, you know I'm blazing ADHD, rapping across the nation This is history, in the making The party is shaking, speakers are banging I'm so messed up, I'm speaking a different language Fill up my cup, I'm feeling kind of faded Can't even find my friends who I came with I'm not gonna fake it, to make it If you're new to the music, let's get acquainted Step on the scene, roll through the party I'm a one-man army Let's get crazy and act naughty Right, one man army, one man army, man. You know what? Sometimes it feels like you're one man army when you're in the business. You know what do you do when there is no one to talk to? When there is nothing to to say to somebody? I mean, you know, what do you do? What do you do? So we are going to go ahead and see if we can contact our next guest here. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure I, I get this. Uh, in the system. Uh, 
Sorry, guys. Give me a second. Let's see if we can get her on the line. You know, we had recently a uh, a sweet, uh, a kind of like a uh, Reverb Nation winners thing where we had like 75 winners. And so we're going to start doing that and interviewing people really soon. And so if I can get Carly Carter on the uh, a quarter on the line, she is a wonderful, wonderful story for you. And she's, um, I mean, an amazing singer and uh, recording artist. And I, she is one of the winners on Reverb Nation that uh, I'm just, I'm excited about. So let's see if we can get her to call in and be on the show tonight. A lot of times people don't realize that I don't really like uh, sending any kind of messages over the phone, you know, answer your email. That's how we work here at Gene Chasers Radio to make sure that we can get everybody all at once. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about everything. We're going to go ahead and go to a few more songs while we wait and see if we can get some more inspiring content for you tonight. Let's see. What what am I going to play? Hmm. Hmm. There's so many... So much new music and so, I mean, great older music, great older music. And we're going to go ahead and play this one here. Here we go.
Don't speak too soon, don't be in a hurry to give voice to your words before I got so let your words be few. The lover of money never has enough as well as the one who seeks for luxury, hey, and his life has changed from that moment on. Saying that's me singing, and I wrote that song many years ago, and we redid it. Amazing uh, sax player and band and guitar, and amazing, amazing, amazing. I love it. I love the way it came out, and uh, it's just it's great. So what we're gonna do is uh, finish today. I didn't got I did not get a response back, and I'm gonna go ahead and finish the show. I, I just you know I think that. When people are thinking about making it, they're not thinking about the whole picture. Making it just doesn't mean you've made it. Here it is. You've got to change so much to make it. Sometimes the people you want to be with, you can't be with anymore. Your friends, sometimes you just can't be with them anymore. Be careful, you know, that you are, you, you understand, that you understand what comes along with it. But it's great if you know what you're doing. A lot of times we don't, and that's where the learning curve comes in. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. It has been nothing but real. I love it, love it, love it. Thank you again so much. Um, You can always reach us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. We have our YouTube channel up. doesn't have a lot of followers. I'm not really uh, a YouTuber, but these all these episodes get put up automatically to YouTube. So you can go there and listen to any of them. Um, I mean, we, we just have a lot of different places that you can listen to, and I hope that we've been an inspiration to you. And I hope that you, you understand that uh, being a dream chaser has a lot to go with it. But it, it, if that's what you want, if that's what you want, then we're going to be behind you 100%. Dream Chasers Radio is here for you. I want to thank you so much. This has been another edition of a Red Hot Reality Entertainment uh, production. June Chasers Radio is a subsidiary of Red Hot Reality Entertainment owned by none other than me, Yaya Diamond. I am the CEO. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, I love you. And don't forget to watch. Yeah. Dare to be different, baby.